0: Hi, I'm Kevin Harrington, an original shark from the hit television show, Shark Tank, and you're listening to the Underdog Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of underdog today i have an incredible guest here with me amy how are you i'm great how are you (laughs) i am doing lovely as i have mentioned to you so many times before i adore your energy your spirit and all of the things so I have been patiently waiting to interview you because I love like, I can't wait to get into Amy's story. <laughs> I don't
1: know. I'm super excited. Same on this side. Like I was like, oh my God, I get to be on the podcast. This is amazing. So thank you for having me and I hope to bring a lot of value to your audience. Thank you so much, Amy. And I've, I've just been so fascinated by you, your energy, your spirit and everything. And I'm like, I can't wait to get into her
0: story. So I'm going to start off my first question for you, which is, What inspired you on your journey to where you are today? I mean, I know it's a bit of a loaded question, but super important.
1: Hey, wow. Yeah. Like that could be like, you know, a set of encyclopedias or like, you know, a little cliff note thing. So let's see, I'll <laughs> we'll try to say it somewhere in the, in the somewhat middle. I work as a performance coach and that's the majority of what I do or within the space of human performance, optimizing human performance. But now that even on its own could be like a set of encyclopedias to really explain like what that really is and how it benefits people. So I'll just start though with how I ended up there. I was a messed up kid and I was in some of the not so great situations at a very early age that did some damage. And I want to watch that. I'm going to say did what had happened, 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 was not happening now. And, And there were things that I recognized about myself that I knew could be better. And so I feel very blessed that I was a curious kid and I loved to learn and read. And so I just started on this journey of how can I feel better, be better, do better, because I was watching myself self-sabotage my existence over and over and over again, I call it looping. And so that was the beginning of my journey. So I went all the way back to my late teenage years and my college years. And that led to this path of obsessively eating everything I could in the space of human behavior and psychology and neuroscience and biochemistry. And, and that led into organizational studies and all kinds of things and led into my first corporate job, which was a training and development job. So I literally worked with people on how to sell better and uh, rock the boat where I was because I didn't want to teach them how to sell better by giving them scripts and objections to spit out the way I did. I wanted to work with their mindset first. We're going to work with who they are as a human, what they believe about themselves, what their identity is, what words they're going, language that they naturally use, and how that will affect the cell. And that was making waves. It was changing things, right? So that obsession just continued. But from there, that was, you know, I'm I'm not a young chicken, Not an old one either, but that was a long time ago. In that process, I also was entrepreneurial and just anything I could get my hands on to build and create. And so that led me down the path of real estate, which is I think ultimately how you and I ended up like getting in the right, the same pool. So I've been in the real estate track for over 20 years, broker and investor. So I have corporate experience. I have ownership of our own company's experience. And that has led us to coaching programs and education programs and so forth, mostly around the space of performance.
0: Love that. You're an absolute
1: powerhouse.
0: When your title says powerhouse, I was like, jeez
1: like, <laughs> literally is.
0: I absolutely love that. And it's just so fascinating. My goodness. So you had mentioned that early in your childhood, you know, you were in situations where weren't the greatest, right? So, I mean, there's so many questions and we're going to dive into this, but like, how does one become self-aware of something like this, right? You're in this loop and you're like, you know, looping, like you mentioned, how the heck do you break away from, from something like that, especially as a young as a young kid, I think like, had I known the concept of awareness, which (laughs) had, I known the concept of awareness at that point in
1: time, you know, when I was younger, it's, it's, it's
0: fascinating. It's fascinating to me. So Walk me through that Amy. You know, like how you kind of broke through that mold.
1: There's so many levels to that question that I think are important for all the listeners. One is that everyone that's listening, you know, one of the tenets of my coaching program and just a tenant I have in life is to respect everyone's model of the world and to understand that where someone is and their growth of existence is going to be, you know, night and day someone else. We may be biologically the same. We have the same organs and the same brain and the same, all the things. And maybe we were even raised in the same, somewhat same environment, but how we see the world, what meanings we gave to the world, what experiences that we you've had will make us two entirely different people. And that includes where you are in your growth. And so growth is not about an age. It's not a number, right? We might expect someone should be grown up at 27 or grown up at 33 and not necessarily, right? So it's all about where where you happened to have just a natural level of growth in your own life where you could have those awarenesses. We all go through them. So to have grace to everyone listening, if you're beating yourself up right now, like, well, I didn't have those awarenesses as a teenager. Why wasn't I do that? Well, you probably had those awarenesses later and that's okay. Is That was when it was meant to happen for you and your pattern of growth. And so I want to say that just I kind of give everybody a foundation. There's no judgment, right? There's no right or wrong. What was right for you at the time? For me, I think I credit a lot of it was uh to my faith. I did believe that I was given a purpose at the moment of conception. I was given a, a power and a charge to go and take into the world. And I truly, truly had that belief. And that belief never got rocked. That belief was never stripped from me. And so, therefore, I knew well, if I was created in his likeness and I was given this power, then I should be living this glory. Glorious life, right? I should be living this life. That's the way it was designed to be both in a perfect blueprint of health and wellness. And, and I should feel better. And I, all these things, which sounds like a lot of pressure. The should, should's not a, such a nice word sometimes, but I allowed that to drive me to feel like, okay, there has to be something in the way there has to be some blocks. There has to be something causing the resistance or something's getting in the way because I could see who I would be if everything was perfect like I was designed, and then I was seeing my life, right? So um, I kind of a little bit of a dichotomy of my existence, and that was creating resistance on its own, because then you start to self-deprecate and beat yourself up because I should be this, but I'm being this. And so that just for me, because I was a curious person, I think, led me down this path of understanding what I was created to be. And I won't tell you guys that this was an easy journey, that it was overnight, man. It took a long time and a lot of work and a lot of commitment to continuing to find who I was meant to be underneath all of the crap that life will put on you, if you will. So, for me personally, and I'm not saying that everyone that's listening is a believer, and that's totally whatever you need to believe is good for you, but that was where it came from for me.
0: I love that. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. And as a young kid, like growing up, what did you want to be when
1: you grew up? Like, what was your dream? Well, I wanted to be an artist. <laughs> Uh, Right, so I was a painter and an artist. Anything I could make, build, create—like, give me popsicle sticks, I'll build a house. Like, I was just like this kid that just loved to create and build things. A lot of that was released for me. It was somewhere where I could go. It was non-judgmental. Anything that I wanted to bring to the world, I could bring to the world. And I started to realize that I had that ability. We all have that ability. We are all artists. Every one of us is is a core belief that I have, and every one of us is standing in front of a blank canvas at any one moment to put whatever we want on it. And so that was as a child. That was my thing, and that led me down all kinds of paths. But I also was a super nerd, so I wanted to go into the world of science and chemistry, and ended up going into college in the biochemistry department. But I really—that was it. That my goal was to bring to the world as much beauty as I could, and that was really how I functioned as a kid, like as this little Pollyanna running around, like how can I, you know, (laughs) how can I make things better for everybody? As I try to make things better for me. So that really was the beginning. And did I stay down that track? Like I love those of you that are listening. Like how many of us like really? went down the track of what we said as a kid or really went down the track of what we did in college right like and we end up other places and we're designed to be there a favorite phrase I have is that what happened happened it couldn't have happened any other way because it didn't and there's beauty and grace and and gratitude in that statement and so so celebrate wherever you are now because everything you did was supposed to be where exactly where you are right now (laughs)
0: Amen, Amy. I'm so I'm so with you. Everything you're saying, I'm like, yes, yes, that's
1: <laughs> great. And, and I do still paint, I will say that. So I just I still do that. Mm-hmm. And someday, one day I'll uh, my paintings will become world famous. No, I don't know, maybe on Instagram. Yes. I don't
0: <laughs> I love that though. Well, it's interesting because it's almost like I love seeing the correlations between what you wanted to be as a kid and then in the adult life because you know, regardless of you being an actual artist, you're still doing it, right? Which is amazing. But how it's translated into your life is you love creation. Right. So like, you know, the real estate side, so it
1: makes sense. Like it's, it's beautiful. I love that. I love that. And that's how the human mind is built. We're built to be creative and resourceful people. We're built to innovate. The brain is actually wired and designed for things that are new, even though news freaks us out at the same time. So it, it's really all about that. It's all about putting ourselves into a state where we're in a state of the joy and abundance that comes from the cre- from creativity, right? So it's a lot about what our company is all about. It's about the art of action. It's about science and art, and really, it's about eighty percent art, twenty percent science. Um, so it's really in order for you to craft who we. You want to be, and what that extraordinary daring life is that you want it to be—that requires you diving into who you are as an artist of your life. So, um so yes, hundred percent. They all do. All do, all do intertwine.
0: <laughs> Artists of your life. I love that. I love that. And Amy, like gr- growing up, or even in your early years, or even now, I guess you could say, who or what has motivated you the most? Like any mentors or any like mantras? You mentioned your faith, which is huge. So anything that you want to mention there that really helped shape you, especially in your early years,
1: I'm going to say I have hundreds of mentors. And what I mean by that, I love to read. And so for those of you, and I've had amazing human experiences and human connections and so forth too, absolutely. And so we'll step into that. But I will tell everybody that's listening, allow everything that's in alignment with where you're wanting to go to become the inspiration. Make the decision that what you're going to read or what you're going to listen to or who you're going to allow to speak into your life or who you'll connect with is in fact a way for you to advance yourself towards what's working for you, right? And be very clear about that. Make that decision because you have... opportunity to be inspired all over the place. So I credit a lot of my perceived sanity to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of books and putting my and diving myself into all of the information and resources I can. If you think about reading one book, you're getting a person's lifetime of knowledge into, you know, a couple of hours of your life, right? So you're able to exponentially grow. And from there, find people, we need human connection, you need to know and connect with the people who are where you're trying to go next. And so I have also always, sought those people out and where I could bring value to them and they could bring value to me and I wouldn't be where I am without many many of those relationships which by the way will ebb and flow so there are some relationships you'll have that will have their shelf life and then you'll have new relationships because as you grow those in your circle will also elevate and shift and change and how you see them and how they receive you so allow yourself though to get out there and make those connections so make the you know, connections it'll actually make the connections intentional with intentionality and as far as your relationships go, don't hold yourselves back.
0: I love that. Thank you so much. And now your career trajectory has been super interesting because now you're in the coaching space and just an absolute beast at what you do. But how how did the journey shift? Right. So walk me from the beginning to kind of where you're at now because that's all that's always so fascinating, right? Like even with me, you've heard mine. You're like, oh my god.
1: <laughs> that's something I loved about it. when you were telling me your story. I'm like, yes, <laughs> I'm not alone. Okay, so I think like like you, you have this, you know, this heart that's a natural coach and giver and educator. And that's just a, a leaning that you've probably had your whole life, right? So we, when we have that, that tends to be a running thread through the things that we do. And also, I am the example of why I love coaching. So many of you that are listening, like life sends us in really crazy directions, and if we're not crystal clear on what we really want, you know, Yogi Berra's quote, one of my favorite quotes ever, is that if you don't know where you're going, you'll end up someplace else. And I think a lot of us go through life not really choosing with clarity and intention where we want to go. And by where we want to go, I don't mean the specific career, maybe necessarily, or the specific, you know, type of uh, investments or how many units you own or that kind of thing. I mean simply that you know how you want your life to feel, be like, what you'll have and hold in the perfect ideal situation where you'll know with absolute certainty that you have arrived. And I think a lot of us don't take the time to explore that. And so what happens in life? Well, shiny pennies, squirrels, ideas, people, trauma, you know, things that happen that weren't so great. And it pushes us in different directions and we'll make decisions. Based upon the programs that we carry at the time or beliefs about ourselves, the identity that we hold about ourselves, or, you know, just simply, again, beliefs about the world around us that will end up in buckets of career or like hobbies even or ideas or anything, just relationships, all things, because we weren't clear where we wanted to go so we didn't have a good filter to say no or to say, or to say yes. Right. So I am that example. So my life, like I've done all these crazy things. And a lot of it's because I wasn't allowing myself to connect as viscerally as I, as I had the ability to, to what I was truly passionate about and what really made my heart sing, which was coaching in its full entirety and, and all the impact that it can have and all the different ways it can. And so i spent my life doing a lot of things. And while I did them, I would coach. So I would be a broker, but really what I was being was a coach, right? I would be, uh, I was investing, but really what I was doing was building this acquisitions team that I could coach, right? Like, like I wanted people, you know, I built real estate communities or, or coaching communities. Why? Because I wanted to be able to be a voice of coaching. I wanted to see their lives improve. And so everything I did, I coached. That was where I, even if that wasn't my title, even if that, but if you were to go back and ask people over 25 years, what I've always done, everybody always calls me coach because that's who I am and what I was. But it took many, many years for me to go through all of that and say, you know what, that is what I am. And that's all I'm going to be. And so that takes courage. So again, those of you that are listening, if you've got that thing, man, you know, it. it's sitting there right you know like right like what can you get rid of just go ahead and go do it right you only get one life so you could screw it up you can wait till the second life but you ain't getting one so you might as well do it now (laughs) so I I am that example of that like all the things always one thing but all these many things at the same time so
0: I love that maybe that's quite a journey too it's just so interesting how we walk through our lives and there are like signs everywhere and we're like oh no but it what is this? What is that? And it's like, you look back and you're like, I have been given signs this whole time,
1: Mm -hmm. but did I listen? (laughs) Nope. You're so right. And for those of you, I mean, oh my gosh, yes, you get the signs and here's the thing. How does our brain work, right? It's only able to receive what it's ready to receive at the time it can receive it. And so if we've shrouded ourselves with things like we don't believe in our ability, or we're not, we don't feel like we're capable or we're enough, or we feel like the world, you know, we don't believe in its result, right? Or we don't believe that um, it's possible for us. It's only possible for someone else. I mean, there's a million things we could, we could tag there, right? So what happens is we don't even see the signs, right? We can in retrospect, you know, hindsight, but times we don't see them because all we can really see is the own shit in our head, which is like, th- that's not for you. Just ignore that, right? That's not really a sign. It's not a sign for you. That's a sign for someone else, right? But it may have been for you all along. And so again, going back to that first question about getting through levels of growth in our life, you know, as you continue to grow and you become more aligned with who you really want to be and have the courage and understanding and beliefs that you can be. And all of a sudden the signs become glaring like red lights in your eyes right um because you're like oh my god God, yes that's where i'm supposed to be so you know again grace that if you don't see them for a long time it's okay you simply weren't in a place where you could receive them yet and so do the work to give yourself the ability to start shredding and obliterating the things in the way of what you can receive
0: amen amen i'm telling you it's it's like you look back and you get so mad at yourself you're like it was there (laughs) but you're so right the mind if it's not ready i'm ready that's it. That's it. I love that, and I love that you're just such a heart-centered coach. And this was, this has been you for like twenty-five years and beyond, and probably even when you were younger. You were probably, I was like, a kid
1: Yeah, I was a kid in church. You know, I was coaching people in church, like. <laughs> like you know i'd be on stage my i never spoke quietly i took care of all of the elders in their church i loved the elder individuals they were my favorite because they had these amazing stories to share about their lives and so you could learn and learn and learn right but i was coaching them too so like it was you know and and so to that point like right lean in people lean into what your natural gifts are because god gave them to you when you were born and so that's what he wants you to bring to the world and by the way that's the only thing he's asked of you it's really it. That's the only thing you've been asked of is to bring your charge to the world in as biggest way as possible. Lean in. It's there for a reason. And if you're good at basket weaving, probably because you're supposed to be. So lean in. (laughs) It's so
0: true. It really is so true. And I feel like as a society, we almost just become like this machine, right? If you let it, right? So if you don't create your own narrative, you don't create your own story, someone's going to create it for you, right? So firm believer of that, right? And as are you. And it's like, Imagine life will continue happening to you if you let it. If you don't move with intention, you're going to let your life be dictated by somebody else. And that I think is the crazy part of all of this. It's like now being at the stage where we're at, anywhere you've seen this, you know, being consciously aware and moving with intention, how you can literally start to manifest and create your own life. And if you don't have that intention, what it could look like.
1: Oh my gosh, yes. And by the way, people, listen, I feel for every one of you, it takes extreme amount of courage. It does. It takes uh, tenacity. It takes resiliency, which we only learn by doing. We only grow resiliency by things happening to us. We only grow tenacity by doing. We only grow courage by doing. and And confidence. So when you put those four things together, that's what you need for the square there, all four of those in order to step into what you really want to be. So when you talk about, well, you know, a lot of us, life does things to us. It's because at that time when life is happening to us, we have two things missing. One is we're not viscerally connected to what we really want. We haven't figured out what that is. And two, because likely we're too afraid. We're allowing fear or a non-belief in ourselves, a disbelief in ourselves to not allow us to move into it. And so we simply just maybe lacking a little resiliency, a little courage, a little belief in ourselves that can all be, by the way, found and released and so that you can. So for a lot of us, we get pushed around by life simply because we don't put ourselves first because we don't believe in putting ourselves first. And so you got to gotta make that declaration, decide where you want and that you are, deserve it. If you find yourself telling yourself in your language that you don't, well, you find a coach like one of us that can help you figure that out. That's, you know, if you really, really want to move towards what you want. There's a lot of people searching for purpose right now. I and mean, I feel like
0: the world is awakening in such a beautiful way, and people are questioning. Like, I think COVID was the first hit of this, right? Where people were snatched out of their routines for the very first time and realizing, like, oh crap, what am I doing? What is it? You you go to school, you go to the high school, and you go to college, and after college, you know, you, after getting into all that debt, when you sign off your life, if you've got student loan debt, you don't even know what an interest rate is. Then you have to graduate college. You're like, oh crap, I have all this stuff to all the stuff to pay, you know, all these debts to pay have to get a job. And then this job will keep you in this like consistent spiral. And it's like, is that all that life is? And then all of a sudden you retire at 60, 70. And then like, that's your life. Like, and like, don't get me wrong. You know, anything corporate is not bad at all. As long as you choose it, right. As long as it is, as long as it is in alignment with who you are, right. I'm not saying everyone's supposed to be an entrepreneur, but like as you're doing every stage of the cycle, that that is like societal standards and expectations. Like, are you moving with intention each and every single portion of your lifetime, right? Yep. Or are you just letting things like kind of, kind of sit and, and and like so many people are in that space right now, where they're like, oh crap, how do I actually get started? Like how like you know you want change, right? Your soul is craving it. But like, how do you actually start Amy? you know, in, in your perspective, what would be your thoughts on that?
1: You know, you're, what you're talking to is a very reason why I call what I call rules rewritten. What we do is what you're talking about are rules right? We have these rules of, well, in my family, this is what we do. When you have debt, this is what we do. Money means this. We get a million micro lessons from the day we were little all the way up as to what we're expected to do, should do, must do, obligated to do, responsible to do. And I'm not saying that it's not good to have responsibilities and obligations and to meet those. What I'm saying though, is like to what you're saying is that we follow the rules, but we don't ever stop to think for a minute, especially in our our younger formative years, do those rules work for me, for me, for who I'm supposed to be, right? And is it possible that the world could work for my rules, right? Can I do life on my terms? And 100% it can, it just requires the decision to put yourself first and say that this is what I want for me. And that really is The first step. So, for everybody that's saying, Well, I don't know what to go do, you know, what job do I go after? What career? Or do I go be an entrepreneur? Or do I do a side hustle for a while while being an entrepreneur? Or do I just be a passive investor or whatever? Like, whatever the questions might be, the first question really is, people, is, is that aligned with you? You said that. Is it who you want it to be? Because here's the thing if you're getting up every day and you're doing what you should do, what your family expects of you, what you're supposed to do, you know, when, well, when you're moving aged person, you have children and a picket fence and you buy a boat like your neighbor boat. It's like like you just follow along, right? Is that working for you? Because that's the question. Is it working for you? If it's not working for you, then it will create resistance and inflammation and all kinds of negative things for your body, physically, mentally, and spiritually, you will suffer. You will be living in constant friction, right? So If you're feeling a little stressed and a little pinched and a little miserable, and you don't really want to get up that next day or whatever, you're not excited about what you're going to go do that day. Those are all signs. And there's lots of signs like that, that what you're doing with your life isn't in alignment with who and what you really want your life to be. And so, so step one is deciding what would you really want life to be, right? Rules get formed, guys. They get formed by things that happen in our life. I love to give this example of like two kids, right? They're growing up. They're maybe like seven, eight years old. We all remember being seven or eight, right? And our family had a living room, like a family room, right? And there's like couches and recliners or like big chairs and like right? a typical family living room, right? It's a TV. I grew up with the big console TVs with the like the funny ears. You have these living rooms, right? And there's, imagine two different living rooms with two kids, they're both seven years old. They look identical too. They got the same body, same height, same hair color. Like they're literally the same kid, right? And so one kid is, you know, he's jumping from couch to chair to like he's jumping all over the room and he's having a blast, right? And the parents come in and they're like, pulling out their cell phone. They're going to take a video of it. They're like, dude, go fly higher, fly faster, make it happen. You know, what are you doing? Who are you? You know, are you super strong? Like they're like cheering this kid on and they're giving him this like excitement about what he's doing. And, you know, he's innovating. He's being adventurous and curious and having no limitations. In the other family room, this other house, this kid's doing the same thing. And the parents walk in and say, stop that. We don't jump on the furniture here. We don't climb on the furniture here. We don't do those things. Sit still, get down. You don't do that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: difference of existence so for a lot of us you, you might see someone on instagram that's at 21 years old already having those you know, multiple seven figure businesses and they're crushing it and they're traveling all over the world and you're watching that and you're like i want that right but you weren't raised in the living room where you could be adventurous and being cheered and encouraged you were this kid over here that was told no there's rules in life follow the rules and so you were following along and then you spent the last 10 years working in the same job and never really advancing and not really enjoying your life and kind of, you know, partying on the weekends because it's the only way to make the, the work week palatable, whatever that is, right? I use that example because people are like, oh, yeah, and you probably think of thousands of little things in your life that happened like that, where it formed a program of belief that life was adventurous and could be whatever you wanted it to be, or life is limiting. And so which set of rules do you want to follow? Do you want to create a life of adventure and then set new rules? That's just what it comes down to. You got to set new rules. So, to get started people, it starts there. What do you want? How do you want life to feel? What do you want it to be like? What do you want to have and hold in an ideal life when you know you have arrived? Start doing that now. I
0: love that Amy. I I'm I'm just like, yep, 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 yep. <laughs> it really is magical. And it and it's insane how much of our adult life, I mean, our whole life stems from our childhood and that programming, Oh, absolutely! right? You have two kids exactly the same, but if you speak to them different, right? No, there's rules or no, there's adventure. I mean, that's the truth for me. My parents always, you know, they were like, Hey, you got this. You can do, you know, I had my dad who's my biggest cheerleader on planet earth. Like he's like, you've got this. It's like, you don't need a man. He's going to need you. You know what I mean? Like all kinds of great, you know, and just like pumping me up as a kid, always consistently. And my whole family was like that. Right. So that is is a huge tribute to where I am today because I, I don't, no limits i don't know but then also you know the downside is you don't know structure which can get you sometimes right there's a lot of lessons but you know it's, it's kind of like i'm just wired that way and it's it stems from you know from the past you know as well like growing up and it's just so fascinating how those early years can really shape you because it's it's from zero to seven that you're in is it theta state or which which beta
1: kind of sort of yeah so your, your most formative years for wiring but uh, by some science is that it's in your the most early years so zero to seven and some children have you know no love during those years you can imagine how they're wired compared to someone who was well loved right um however i will say come, coming back to the beginning too again I, I tell everybody don't put years on it because uh, mm-hmm. a highly traumatic event can happen to you at 18 or 27 or 35 and have just as deep an effect on your overall wiring mm-hmm. as what happened when you were younger and so in my opinion, it's always good to be consciously and cognizantly aware at all times of what could be affecting your beliefs, and because those beliefs are what will keep you from doing those things, right? um So, absolutely, childhood is a very important time, all the way back to being in the womb. Even you know, if your mother was under severe stress while pregnant with you, that could cause issues, and, and I could go down wormholes with that. But the reality is, for everyone, understand that you your brain is going to give meaning or narrative to what happens to you. Okay. And so at any point in your life, your brain, in order to protect you, because that's its job, its prime directive is to keep you healthy, happy, and alive. And not necessarily always happy, let's just say healthy and alive, is that it's going to create a whatever narrative it has to in order to get you functioning to the next step of where you've got to go. So, so again, be aware that happened to you at any point in your life. I had a coach once that years ago, so I believe in coaching. So I also hire coaches. I'm always looking for coaching relationships. And I had a coach many, many years ago who, was at the time, I didn't realize quite a toxic individual. I thought I had pretty good filters for that as all the work I'd done, right? Like I should have good filters for that. And he installed a lot of beliefs in me at the time, did a lot of presupposing, and a lot of biases that I was not capable of some things I wanted to do. And Mm -hmm. because of early wiring that allowed me to also believe that. And then also, I'll, am I allowing him to install those beliefs in me, right? Created about a 10 year gap in my own life where I didn't go after a few things because I kept running the story in my mind. Well, I can't do that because this person who I admired, who had a lot of you know press and success and so forth had basically installed in me a belief that I couldn't do it. So part of it was me being a cause to accept that belief. And then the other side of it was that, you know, there's something that had happened. And so my brain became, created a rule for my existence that didn't serve where I wanted to go, right? So it made me sad, made me miserable. I felt like a comet in a paint can. That's usually the phrase I used to say. It was like, I am stuffed myself in a paint can and I can't get out and I'm the size of a comet. I mean, that's pretty insane, right? So you know but it's for all of you guys like right things happen and watch watch what they beliefs do they create about yourself what identity labels do those seem to give you that are potentially holding you back from all that you deserve.
0: <laughs> it's so fascinating what you actually get in your brain and moving with intention then you know, designing your life and you pay attention to all these things. It's really fascinating. But for someone who could be right now listening and saying, listen, I know I need something. I need to, like, I need a change. Like what are the first like steps, like tangible steps that you would say uh, like, Hey, here's how you figure it out. Here's how you gain that clarity and like, move forward from. Yeah.
1: Ooh. Well, the first question, someone says I need to change. Okay. well, will change from what and to where. Hmm. I think a lot of times we don't have any idea who we are, where we want to go and that's the process, right? Change from what? Because here's the problem. And you probably read into this as a coach too. Most people don't know what the problem is. They think they have a problem, but it's really not the problem. So, you know, we'll come up with stories again, narratives to describe how we're feeling or what isn't working in our life, but they're really not the root problem. So in order to change, you have to get to the root problem, right? So I always tell people, first thing is, if you say you want to change, great, for how so, to where, and for what purpose? Let's add that question on there. And then answer the question, and then ask it again, and ask it again, and ask it again, and ask it again, (laughs) until you get to the real root reason. And when you do that with people, you generally come down to a couple of core reasons that are that are happening a lot is one that has to do with love um you know some sort of issue of love and sometimes usually status right so it's usually one of the two and if you can get yourself all the way down to that well i want to change well why and for what purpose where are you going right i think is important so for those of you listening that's the first question what do you want to change and for what purpose and, and understand that you have unlimited and infinite possibilities in front of you. And now that's a belief system you may not carry. And so let's figure out how to adopt that. Uh, otherwise, you'll just continue putting the same rules of lack and uh, limitations or existence on yourself that keep you from seeing the things that are that are possible.
0: And they sound so simple, like what you just said, right? But when you really sit down and ask yourself these questions, you're just like, I, I've given my team like goal setting guides. Mm-hmm. And things,
1: and they're like, Pam. I had a really hard time with this. Right? <laughs> it had a really hard time. I'm like goals. If you don't know who you are and for what purpose you're doing them, I'll add a question to that that you probably do with your team. And this is for everybody's second second set of questions. Who do you have to be to have what you see as what you want when you change? To change what and for what? For what purpose? Okay, great. Now, what you want to change? So, you, a we want to be B. Well, at B, who do you have to be? right? Who are you not being now in order to be the person who would have the change? That's important, right? Goal setting. I can't go after the goal if I refuse to be the different person that the new goal requires. If I'm going to be the old person, I'm going to get the old result. If I want the new goal, I'm going to have to be a different person. I'm going to have to go about things differently. And then to ask yourself questions like, well, what will happen if I hit my goal? What won't happen for me if I don't? what will happen to me if I don't, right? Like really asking yourselves, because those are the questions that will help you viscerally connect, taking action on it, right? So those go all together. And even though those aren't like tactical and all about KPIs and like measurable things, which I absolutely love, I love data, I'm a complete nerd. And also KPIs are useless for someone who doesn't have the belief system or the understanding as to how they have to elevate their own thinking ability or their own level of confidence or their own, they have to address identities that are working in resistance to the, to the, who they need to be to accomplish the goal. And if those things are in the way, it doesn't matter how many type of measurables I hand them and say, well, you know, if you know that you talk to 10 people, you get one buying unit and one buying unit is 10,000. And all I got to do is talk to 20 people and you'll have two and you'll make 20. Well, that sounds rational. However, if they don't believe that they're good at sales and they don't believe that they, that they deserve that money, or they don't believe money is for them, or they don't, whatever their belief systems are, it doesn't matter how many tactical goals i give them so in, in our world we call it you know first your mind in the game and then tactical deployment so you guys you know goal setting is great it's first though is your mind in the game do you understand what that even is and work with a coach to help you like work with someone like pam like work with someone to help you get down to the root and nut where, where you are what it will take to be where you want to be before you get into the tactical absolutely i always
0: say that, that is the absolute foundation like what point is there setting goals if you're not moving closer to what you want? truly want and it is absolutely and like I, I myself myself included you know I've been going through this three-year shift where I'm like you know I was ignoring a lot of things no 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 it's not for me no nope, no nope. development I'm just, I'm good finally you're right. It takes time. It takes time, and so it's super key. So fascinating, and I'm so intrigued and inspired by you. It's it's like a daily thing. Seriously,
1: I, I adore you so much. I'm an example of the same thing, though, of giving yourself time. People like give yourself time. When none of us are perfect, right? So we have the blueprint of perfect wellness in our brains, but that doesn't mean that we come out that way all the time. So you know, give yourselves time, right? It, it, we don't know, but you said something so key there. If we continue, if you go through your whole life truly ignoring What's really meant for you, and what's really in alignment with you, and what really feels right for you, and who you are, and what you're meant to bring to the world. Then eventually, what happens is it creates sort of like that little tiny micro crack in the foundation that we never quite address. And as the as life goes on and the world shifts, the foundation crack gets bigger. And before you know it, it's created all kinds of issues for the rest of the house. And now the doors don't shut well. And the, I'm going to use you know real estate examples, but like right, it becomes something that can take the rest of everything down. And for high achievers, it leads to things. Like like burnout. It leads to things like, you know, we're overachieving, overachieving, overachieving to to compensate for the lack of effort and attention and intentionality towards who we are. So we'll fill the gaps and the voids with with overworking or with distractions or with, you know, all kinds of uh, uh, things and stuff to do. Well, I'll just go build another few companies or I'll do this or do that without checking whether or not it's in alignment with us. And so then we hit a wall. We hit a wall at a certain point where it will affect us physically, mentally, and spiritually. I mean, your health, it will affect your health. And before you know it, you're not, you know, you're, you're in a bad spot, right? And so before it gets there, work with people who can help you find where you're off track and help you be alert to the signals that those signs that are there for you so that you don't end up wasting years and years of your life pushing towards something that ultimately doesn't make you happy. I know a gentleman who set a, a tactical goal for he had a goal he when he wanted to hit a certain number of units that he owned. And that's what he wrapped his identity around. That's it. And so once it once it happened, he was severely depressed and miserable. Why? Because, well, he got to the goal, but it wasn't about who he was. It was about something tactical. And so now all of a sudden his identity was done. So, uh, you know, quite taxing on him, honestly. So I tell everybody, you know, to, to your, you will hit somewhere where what you haven't resolved, what you haven't healed, what you haven't addressed, what you haven't served, in your life will come back to bite you at some point it will express itself either physically or financially or in your relationships somewhere it will create a havoc in your world so give yourself the grace of right now figuring out what are those things that you can deal with now
0: oh my gosh amy praising to the choir right here i'm i am loving all of this it's so true what you said about putting yourself on a tactical plan and then achieving it and creating your whole identity around it. Like that's exactly what happened to me. I literally, I was like, "Ah," you know, the goal was money, 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 money. And then I got to that goal and it was cool for like 15 seconds. And then it was like, what is this really all for? And you start to like, realize you're like, is this me? Is this what I want life to look like? It's a crazy realization. And like those transformations are are everything. But, you know, like you said, every part of the journey is necessary, right? But when you come to that moment, it's key. And now, Amy, what has been some of like, or your best transformation that you've seen with, with a client and kind of like where that person was at and how they were able to break through?
1: So oftentimes people will come to me to work within the context of career. So generally there's some sort of overall arching context that they're wanting change in and generally career. So they want to go from a certain career to another career, or they want to move up the ladder where they are, or they want to increase their gross commission or their total, you know, sales units or executive sales, they want to increase that. The reality is that to shift and elevate to a big goal in the career world, well, it means you as the human behavior, behavior person, the human performer with the behaviors is going to elevate and shift and change, right? Mm-hmm. So that will mean that it's going to also spill over into all the other areas of your life and you can avoid that, right? So if you become somebody with uh, stronger or elevated confidence and better e- emotional intelligence, so you've really taken better control of your emotions, um, you've resolved a lot of past beliefs that maybe perhaps kept you in a place where you felt unworthy or undeserving or whatever. And we release all of these things in order to help you step into this big career goal. Right. Well, imagine what that might do for you and your personal relationships or your, you know, right. Um, so I, I think I'll, I'll share one. I had a gentleman that was uh, working with me again in context of career and we were able to help him obliterate a lot of things that he had held on to for his entire 50 years of life. He was over 50, but it just had held him back and held him back. And you talk about release of emotions when he started to realize how much those things had held him back from what he really wanted to be and who he really wanted, to, what he really wanted to experience in life. And it was all, again, all career oriented. What came out of that was a share that he also hadn't dated or found love for many, many years and that that was super important to him, but that he had just sort of been ignoring that. Well, the same beliefs that were affecting him career were absolutely affecting him for his, for his choice to be, to find love and have love in his life, right? No, we never addressed that. We simply addressed the career. We left, I always have people leave with a clear set of uh, keys to achieve that, that career goal after we've done a lot. He comes back to see me about 30 days later. I'm excited, he runs in, hugs me, right? Like, I'm like, okay, what's going on, right? And what he had found was love. And so he had actually been able to see about seeing signs that he couldn't see before he was actually able to see a woman had been in his existence for a very long time, that he didn't realize was the right one for him. And had never had the courage to actually ever say anything to her or approach her or anything like this. And because he had done all the work in his career shift and his behavior and his mindset and his belief systems, he actually was able to walk into that with her and opened up and asked her out. And oh my gosh, it was the most amazing thing. And they're still together. So a perfect relationship. So I say that because for all of you guys, the work that it takes at a deep level to help you have amazing results in your life. He also, also, by the way, did a really big deal. One of the first big transactions for his new shift in that time too, at all about 30 days. Um, But he he had the confidence that it required. His belief system supported the direction he wanted to go in. And you guys couldn't give yourself a better gift than to give your neurology the gift of saying, I'm going to be me right and that's what he did we found him again and he got to be himself and that led to love and that wasn't even what we were going after so so you know everybody listening do the work to connect with it's the best gift you can ever give yourself
0: amen ah oh, hey i love that. that just made me my heart so happy i love hearing stories like that just like one little shift that you do in your life could literally change everything one decision one decision that's all it could take oh my gosh and now question for you Uh, This is my favorite question of all time. What would your older self tell your younger self based on what you know now? Oh, wow. I love
1: this question. I've been asked this in different versions, right? And I will say this, you know, I'd say a big one for me is not making decisions based upon survival based upon reactionary, emotional survival. And I think that's probably had the biggest places in my life where I was put off center, sent in a different direction, wasted many, many months, years, and so forth of my life, wasted a lot of stress and and anxiety and inflammation in different directions I didn't need to be. Because at the time, I was not making a decision that was in alignment with what I wanted, which took a lot of extra courage and maybe extra effort and resources and so forth, but of of energy and, and, and mindset and so forth. So I may have said had chosen the easier path of survival and said, well, I'm going to go do this business relationship or this business partnership, or going to do this program, or I'm going to create this thing or whatever, because it was necessary to survive. So I I think with everyone, if you can pay attention to where you thrive versus survive in the decisions that you're going to make, and I'll, I'll, let's just be honest, the thrive decisions are harder. They take more effort, more energy, more focus. They take more belief, right? The survival decisions is what your brain naturally will fall into and lean into because that's what it's designed to do. And so we will we will just kind of acquiesce and capitulate to the things we really want because we need to survive, right? So I, I would say my biggest... Financial losses ever came from me making decisions on partnerships and people I would do business with and things like that. Why? Because I was in a place where I had to have, needed to survive something versus stopping, sitting back for a minute and making the decision that would help me go in the direction I really wanted to go. For me, I, I wish I could go way back because I started that even as a teenager, making those types of wrong decisions. I
0: love that. And thank you so much for sharing that with oh us. And now what's up in your world in the next like six to
1: 12 months like
0: what's happening like i know there's a lot there's a lot of stuff happening but what can you say what's happening in your world
1: so this is probably the most exciting year for me ever and so i won't i was talking with you earlier about it pam is by the way one of the few people that has a little tidbit idea of what this year is about for me i spent the last couple of years, even myself, deciding that I would be what I preach. In fact, it's one of our big core value intentionality statements It's written on the wall over here next to me to be what we preach. And part of that is to live in a way where I'm living my life. My way of being is matches the truth of who I am and that I live in, in a place of ecology where I'm putting myself and my, my goals and so forth first, because only by that can I serve the world in the biggest way. So we spent the last couple of years, like I, I say it, burning every bridge and burning every Boat imaginable and just basically eliminating and cutting bait of anything and everything that didn't serve where we wanted to go. I've been more excited and more relieved and more uh, full of energy than I ever have in my life. I'm from full flow state at a whole nother level. And so we're taking that gift of the last couple of years, shedding everything to now walk into one of the biggest years of my career. So we're we're super excited to bring as much as possible to everyone that we can. You won't see a lot from me over the next few months but you will see a whole lot come out of it. So I can't
0: wait. Oh man, as I see this unfold, I cannot wait to be witness to all the beautiful things. Because I know you're up to magic. I know Same for sure. To you.
1: Same thing that you, you guys are, everybody knows you're a rock star. I love what you guys are doing. I'm super, super honored and excited to get to be a sort of on one of those early early adopters of all the things that you guys do and really uh, watch watch where you guys are going. So I'm super, super, super excited for you. I cannot wait. But you know, this conversation, Amy, has been amazing. You are absolutely amazing.
0: You inspired me and I'm like fired up, ready to go run a marathon right now. But before I do that, you gotta let everyone know where to find you, where all of the things.
1: Yeah. Okay, so probably the best way, and I mean this with my heart. So if you listen to this podcast at any point ever, find me on Instagram. That's never gonna go anywhere. We're not putting a ton of content on there at the moment with intentionality. Um, but go there and send me a direct message. Um I have a team member that's watching for that. We have some resources we'd love to send you. So go to amyransdell underscore coach. Um, you can always go to their website, rulesrewritten.com. But I would love to just go to Instagram, send a DM, or if you do go to the website, fill out the form on the front page. But our team would love to connect with you. If there's a way that we can bring value to you in some way or another, we will. Right now, just follow and watch and we'll, we'll see where things go.
0: Amy, thank you so much for being here. I'm so inspired by you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So that's it for today's episode of Underdog. Catch us next week, always dropping on Thursdays. And remember, if you're interested in real estate or want to learn how to create more money and magic in your life, check out meetwithpamela.com and let's chat. Sending you so, so much love.